I'm Shannon. And I'm Sierra. And we've been best friends for the past eight years. Has this ever happened to you? Some well-intended individual inquires. How are you? But instead of being your sounding board, they end up just sounding board. Well, we're here to lend an ear as our guests unpack their hopes and fears. So come join us in a space where vulnerability is strength and humor is healing. While we genuinely inquire, how are you feeling? And what's been storming your brain? 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 What has been storming your What's been storming your brain? Brainstorming the podcast. Hi Shannon. Hi Sierra. Hey, uh, happy pod, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro. I hate it. We're doing a we're doing a double week here. We've we've recorded two we're in a week. We're doubling up two in one week. And mm-hmm. honestly, I'm, in, or I'm on a roll. <laughs> you can tell by that intro. Yeah. I'm on a friggin' roll. Taking on new, new, new roles all over. Taking on new roles, taking, mm-hmm. accepting roll donations, mm-hmm. food rolls. So mm-hmm. that's Swiss roll chocolate um pastries hawaiian rolls definitely hawaiian rolls which are so bomb yeah um i'm accepting roles in shows Uh, coins rolls of coins Mm -hmm. would be great Mm -hmm. laundry we all need that Mm -hmm. um rolls 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 rolls. (laughs) yeah so yeah it's been The warmer it gets, now these intros are just gonna get. They're just gonna get crazier and crazier. And honestly, I don't give a fuck. Okay, I don't care. I don't give a fuck. fuck. Okay, I don't care. Hey, will you tell me a little about this uh, friend we have waiting on Zoom, just staring at us, waiting, waiting? (laughs) (laughs) She's staring. Um, Yeah, I will. This person. a woman uh no she's fantastic she's a good friend of mine we met just before covid craziness because we were on my first and only tour (laughs) um doing a very silly christmas show okay together okay sleeping on a bus Mm -hmm. and she was my partner in crime it's funny we actually talked about this briefly on the last episode she was my buddy who went ghost hunting with me at every (gasps) single theater you Another, need that. I, I need it. Yeah. I need this person uh-huh. in my life. Um, she also, very important note, did our cover art yes. for this podcast. She brought she, this idea to life. For she us. created the she really logo did. and the cover art. Yeah. She's an incredible performer, but she's also an incredible um, artist. Mm-hmm. And I love her very much. Her name is Ellie Stovall Brown. Hi, Ellie. Hi, it's so weird to hear things about myself yeah. while I'm listening. Yeah. You did really well. You did. But yes, I'm Sierra and I, so the main point of this uh, whole podcast is our ghost hunting days. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm, oh my gosh. No, yeah. we could go on and on, but we won't. We really could. For your sake. We, we might. We might. We could. We probably will. I want at least the highlights. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. do we have highlights? will we give you we downloaded spirit boxes on our phones both of us currently have spirit boxes on our phones what is that she's not wrong so it's like-, like it scans radio frequencies um at like certain is it decibels inter yeah Interv- so like, that sounds right hz's <laughs> i'm not a like scientist that. obviously you don't, you don't know we don't know we don't know the science but- of the spirits 
Yeah, but basically it gives that it's a conduit <laughs> for the speculation. I don't so know. Giggly. We sound it like scientists. So we do. Um, it, it basically is a conduit for the spirits to communicate. Okay. Um, through. And I'm going to be honest, it never worked for us. Okay. No. We tried it. We tried and we we never stopped trying. We never tried stopped. it at every single theater we went to. Every single theater we went to, we found somebody who worked there to tell us the ghost story. Yep. And Ellie was with me for my only <sighs> paranormal experience. Yep. Which besides sure, may not be a it. paranormal experience, but I, I'm going to classify it as such. Yeah. I would classify it as such too. And I am an experienced paranormal person. Uh, experiencer i was just gonna say the same <laughs> yeah terrible I, word this I was is true and so now i feel i feel validated hearing you you confirm this because yeah. this is what happened ellie and i and this was our first theater to ghost tour this was our very first theater we were in Car- north carolina yes we were spooky yeah and this place was supposedly haunted by a ghost who was in like the balcony um, and mostly back in the balcony by like in the sound booth. Oh, and it was an old like opera house. It was an old opera house. It gives yeah. you the vibes. Like you see it and you know. You feel it. There's there's like an old Victorian child just. <laughs> Standing in the corner. Yeah. yeah, staring. So basically Ellie and I were like, all right, you know what? While they're striking, because this tour was only one-nighters. Okay. We, oh my God. Yeah, it was very hard. Okay. But we... We're like, okay, while they're striking, let's find our way into the balcony and sound booth to see what we can find. Mm -hmm. And so we had to go through the lobby to get up there. And already I was like, ooh, this makes me feel weird. Mm. We went through the lobby. We got into the balcony, still feeling very weird vibes. Um, And Ellie was like, this is the door to the sound booth. I'm like, okay, here we go. And so Ellie was like leading the way. And thank God, that's what I needed. I needed somebody to really be like, we're doing this. And so she did, we went back through the um, door and on the left-hand side, when you walk in is this door, which is underneath the sound booth because to get to the sound booth, you have to go around the corner up a ladder. Okay. And not your normal happy ladder, let's say. (laughs) It didn't look like it should be a ladder. Okay. More no. like a wooden was rickety frame. It said like can only bear 50 pounds. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Right. Yeah. Only yeah. a Victorian the- child can go <laughs> up that ladder. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. There it is. There it is. And it was, it was dark. It, the lights were off. <gasps> so dark. So why didn't we turn so the lights on? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. But she walks in and is ahead of me. I see this door, which is ajar, and I look in and go, no, no, no. Close this door to the under sound booth. We need to explain this door too. This is not any normal door. This is a small half size door, Mm. but it, but it was like heavy. It was so, so heavy, but it was like like half of our size. Little. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. It was basically to like, I want to say a crawl space, but it was like a little storage space. Okay. Creepy as fuck. So dark. So yeah. So Ellie's leading the way going around and I close the door as I'm following her and latch it. That's the key. That's the key. And yeah. And Ellie's like, dude, let's go up into the sound booth. And she starts like climbing the ladder, I feel like. And I'm like, oh dude, I don't know. And as I turn my head to see the door that I just fucking latched fully opening by itself. Mm -hmm. And I screamed. She screamed. And 
bailed on Ellie and I bailed. left and I ran into the balcony and she was like, what the fuck? And that is when all the bravery that was in my bones initially completely left. It spilled through my feet, out my yeah. stomach, through my feet. Yeah. Yeah. And I also ran, jumped off the ladder, not climbing down it, jumped. No, 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 no. Of course. Yeah. You didn't know oh, what yeah. happened. And she had to, well, I heard no, the door bailed. and I heard her latch it. Damn. Yeah, it was scary. So then, so I mean, essentially that's, that's, that's that. That was our yeah. paranormal experience. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like from that point on the tour felt very, we, we kept joking that it was cursed because then Josh lost his wallet. Abby's phone got ran. And my, the, mind you, like, Again, they're all one-nighters. We're not in one city for longer than 12 hours. Damn. My water so, bottle kept going missing and like- That's true. My I lost my wallet. It's a month-long oh, tour, right. like after the first week. God, this I was, left it. it was I didn't lose it. I left it in my in Tim's parents' car that's after right. they came to see us in oh, Long Island. Oh God, that was and such a thing. It was horrible. So bad then they you. kept trying to mail it to me, mm-hmm. but then because we were only one nighter, like it never got there in time. And then finally, it wasn't until we we got to El Paso, Texas, which was the best place ever. Which I think broke the curse. I think El Paso yeah. was the end for us because it was the most beautiful theater. It was yeah. haunted. If you want to hear about it that was. theater, look, those that shit is so serious there's a lot of ghosts yeah. in there but yeah. we stayed in debbie reynolds dressing room which yeah like, and it she had supplied. all of, yes yes it was all carrie fisher's furniture from her childhood yeah. and we have pictures of us sitting on carrie fisher's like childhood bed and her yeah her like little chair and it <gasps> was so from, cool was she from el paso she's from el paso wow yeah. and and when they introduced this room to us this dressing room they were like yeah like debbie reynolds just donated this furniture from her daughter and both sierra and i were like you mean carrie fisher <laughs> so calmly princess fucking leia are you kidding me um <laughs> You, you like felt Debbie there. Oh yeah, you did. And that, that dressing room felt good, but also it was downstairs and I couldn't go down there by myself. That place was for sure haunted. So anyway, we, all that to say, yeah, Ellie is my partner in crime when it comes to ghost hunting and spooky things. We're going to continue. I think. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I was just talking about this on our last episode that I've been I've been tempted to start my own podcast just of story, ghost stories. Just Yo, ghost I have stories. so many fucking ghost stories. I could just, <gasps> I could just oh go off. God. Oh my God. I live for it. As when, you know, as yeah. you all know. When I was younger, I was a self-proclaimed clairvoyant. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I say self-proclaimed this. because I, I mean, I'm sure I actually was in some capacity because- and some Claire audience. Yeah. Children tend Aren't to like be children more. Yeah. yeah. Like so more open to it. I had a lot a of a Yes. And what's crazy is that I'm kind of bringing this full circle for what yeah. we're talking about in this podcast, <laughs> not just ghost stories. Cause I can talk about <laughs> ghost stories all day. Um, is that like, when I was younger, I was like super spiritual, like not in like, I went to like an Episcopalian school, like we all had that. A lot of us had that life where we like grew up Christian, but I always like had so many ghost experiences. Um, I would have these, like, I guess my mom would end up telling me it was dreams, but I would always wake up in the middle of the night and like see a bubble in the corner of the room with like visions of other worlds in them. I don't even know how to explain it. What? And I knew I was awake too. Like I felt 
every like I was like I'm touching the sheets I'm like definitely awake because I would like I don't know I don't know why because this is a technique people use when they're astral projecting or like shifting that yes yeah, shifting realities which I haven't done can't do yet would love to do um but I would like <laughs> look at my hands and like be like okay I can see the time on the clock I can look at my hands I know I'm awake three-year-old saying this I don't know how but I still <laughs> yeah. have like such a clear vision of like these bubbles in the corner of my room and then even when I was older like about nine my I went I was a dancer when I was growing up and uh, I guess I still am I should say I I still dance (laughs) I get it yeah yeah (laughs) um but like I went to a dance studio and they would love to play this game with me where we would all hold hands and I would like we would all close our eyes and they would make me guess what they were thinking and I would always visually see these like weird things and one specifically it was her her name was Shanley um she closed her eyes and I was like okay I'm seeing like rose petals and like wrinkles so it'd always be this like weird vague like thing and she was like oh my god I was thinking about my grandmother's funeral and we all threw red rose petals on her grave like whoa last year and (gasps) you know maybe like kids lie like there always could be that thing but it would be like in a row like every like we would play with everyone and my dance teacher was like you're clairvoyant because she was like a spiritual person but that's so cool but all this to say is that like I I lost a lot of my spirituality as I got older um and like I think about two years ago I was in like a really dark place spirit like I think specifically spiritual like I would stay up for fucking hours at night thinking about death in like a trigger warning about death like for thinking about death if anybody has anxiety because I used to have it so badly that I would just think about what darkness forever would feel like and like the fact of like I just and I had like a few friends pass away so it really just like it like yeah. hit me really hard a few years ago. And if, yeah. if I ever thought about it, I would start panicking. And I was like, I really need to find, go back into like how spiritual I was as a kid, like without even like thinking, having a second thought. And like, definitely not with like any sort of like Catholicism or anything like that. And what's nice about this is that it doesn't feel like a specific religion. And I mean, it comes from a lot of old traditions, but like not specifically just like witchcraft and stuff. Cause witchcraft is super great, but a lot about like manifestation and yeah. like meditation and like what it means to have spirit guides and all of this kind of stuff. And so like, like energy work, would you say yes. energy? Oh my God. See, you yes. and I, that's where I'm at right now too. Yeah. Um, n- not religious, not necessarily. Yeah. I, I don't know much about like witchcraft. That's its own thing. It's not that, mm-hmm. but it's an mm-hmm. it's an awareness of energy and that, um, at least for me, that I we don't know everything. But yeah. what I do feel is that there's more to this, and there's something mm-hmm. that connects us all that that we just can't see. Yeah, consciousness um, is like a like so much bigger I think than we. And developing my consciousness outward from just this body has made me feel way more spiritual and like hopeful that it's not just like a we're here and done. I always feel like we're all meant for something bigger and like to be have to achieve something so great in this like really hard world. Like there is some shit going on and being able to feel like 
were bigger than what this is giving us feels comforting. Mm, and like, yeah. I feel so much better, like spiritually, like finding my, like rediscovering spirituality for me has been so important for me. So what have those touchstones been? Has that been a mix of like art with spirituality or yeah. things specific like angel cards or, you know, what are your touchstones? Yeah. So, um, when I first started getting spiritual, I, was like, I don't, I really need to find something like physical that I can have a practice with like every day. And so I ordered my first tarot deck. Um, yes. I know I'm not supposed to gift it to myself. I know that's a thing, but like I <sighs> gave myself a gift and yeah, I love my deck. Um, and like, I learned so much like with the Pauls. And then I was like, I'm an, I feel like I want to create my own tarot deck. I was just so, about to ask you that. <laughs> I am currently in the process of making my own tarot deck. Okay. Um, and I've like put some of the footage on TikTok. I'm like still millennials trying to figure out TikTok is like, oh my gosh, I can't even I feel come like up with such a, an old lady. Oh my God. I feel so old. Even yeah. we're not, but like there, I feel like it's such a generational gap somehow. And I'm yeah. like editing a video. I only know how to edit self tapes. Um, but I mean, barely, but like we can figure it out. But so like creating this tarot deck has been like, it's just kind of like brought everything together for me and has clarified so many things for my spirituality slash how art makes me feel when I'm not able to act and like be able to be artistic on stage. I've like found a way to be artistic and like and really feel, I'm trying to like come up with the words because I, and I feel just so good. Like I could, it could just be that simple, I guess. It is, right. Yeah. Right. And it's like you said, it's something bigger than you. It removes that feeling of selfishness that sometimes comes from a, a performer's, yeah. you know, work. And that, that idea of having it be bigger than you is so much more selfless. It grounds you immediately. Yeah. Uh, I was going to ask, do you find yourself painting those bubbles that you used to see as a child? Ooh, this that is come up in your work. This is so funny. Okay. So one of the first cards I did, um, it was in the major arcana and it's the high priestess. Um, okay. and the whole idea of a high priestess is like your psychic shadow, like being your, like listening to your psychic shadow and intuition. Um, and I think I actually, oh my God, I have it literally. It's so weird. It's literally on top of my tarot deck right now. Of course it um, is. Oh. <laughs> the, the podcast can't see it, but um, I can show you. Yes, um, and let's say I, I didn't even do this knowingly. Like I, before I draw any of my tarot cards, I meditate for like 30 minutes on like what the idea of the tarot card is supposed to be. Um, and also what it means to me specifically, just so it can be more my deck, but it can also, I'm also trying to make it um, non-gendered, non-binary, um, mm -hmm. all like very uh, inclusive, but this is the high priestess and like you guys can see it, but- um, <laughs> I just have full body chills, full <laughs> Ellie. Um, can so we, yeah, we can describe it. So it's like, can we post a picture of it? Oh, absolutely. In Instagram? Yeah. We'll post a picture of it. So our listeners can oh, see it. But, yeah. God. We can describe it. Yeah. So those are those the bubbles that you were, these are the bubbles. And I literally, even when I was meditating, I wasn't even thinking about it. And then while I was drawing, I was like, oh, I need these like specters into different worlds in this, like that mm -hmm. feels right. And then all of a sudden when I was done and I was looking at it, I was like, 
oh my God, so weird. Like those feel uh, like that must've just come subconsciously from, yeah. So tarot Even is the awesome. details of like, I mean, it's so like such a, but you having the buns with right now in your hair and the, both of it, the spirits having the buns and the circular, everything is circular. All right. You didn't just, even notice. <laughs> Everything's very like a lot of synchronicities right uh-huh. now. Yes. I so also don't wear my hair in yeah. buns. This is my first day wearing my hair in buns because I was like, Ellie. I'm going to try something. It looks so good. Yeah, it does. It does. So I don't feel good. like I was a person that could pull off buns, but I do. You are. I like it. It looks really, really good. You rock wow. it. Dude. So here's my question. So you're making a deck. Um, are you going to sell these prints on Etsy? Because you have an an Etsy shop yes. called Queendom Art. Yes. Right? Oh, and that's so something wonderful. else I got to do during this pandemic, which was great. So like as a societal, uh, like contributing to society and uh, capitalism, um, I uh, made an Etsy shop. Um, and I do a lot of, um, like the, the things that I really like doing is like making your logos, like, because it, it feels like, again, like doing something for a bigger cause that feels bigger Mm -hmm. than just like, um, but like, I also do like the normal, like families love their kids being drawn as Disney characters. So like there are those things too. And which I have fun doing. It doesn't feel as like creatively good. Yeah. (laughs) That's such a, such a terrible way to say that. No, I get it. But it's like, so I get to do both where I get to be contributing and also like artistic, which is really nice to find alternatives yeah. to acting. So my question though is, when is okay. it that you feel the most creative clarity? Um, it sucks that I say at night. <laughs> and like, mm. I guess all, a lot of creative people say that they're alive and awake at night. Um, I contribute that probably to also during the pandemic, I discovered I was diagnosed with ADHD and anxiety okay. at the same time, which was all such right. a, it, clarified so many things for me. I always thought my brain being neurodivergent, discovering that I was neurodivergent with ADHD was just the most clarifying experience for me because how, like how many times was I in school that I honestly told myself, what is wrong with you? Mm. Like Mm -hmm. what, why can't you do this? And like, and I think that's why I found so much success in theater. Like it, cause I, I was a theater major from middle school all the way through till college. So like theater yeah. was like my yeah. thing. You went and to then, a performing arts high yeah. school? I went yeah. to a performing arts middle school and high school. Wow. Which Damn. like middle school, like that exists. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. Wow. Florida is wild. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Florida is wild for many reasons and <laughs> but I'm still registered to vote there. Good. Thank Good God. <laughs> I, uh, there's Thank every God. week we go to the farmer's market and there's always people handing out like the, for the elections coming up, the local elections in New York. And I always feel so bad because they want to have a conversation. And I'm mm. like, I'm registered in Florida and I'm sadly not going to register in New York. I understand. And then my partner, sense. Jose, um, mm-hmm. moved here from Indonesia. So he's like on a green card visa situation and he's also like I also can't vote so we just (laughs) are turning people down constantly (laughs) at the farmer's market and we feel bad because they're so excited but yeah yeah yeah. I just submitted my request for an absentee ballot for the mayoral elections yes yeah but going back to your yes bring me back ADHD no no no. I I recently one of our mutual friends reached out because he was diagnosed with ADHD during 
pandemic mm-hmm. as well. And he was saying, even just finding out that an ADHD brain is literally smaller than the neurotypical brain. Mm-hmm. You get overwhelmed quicker. Yep. It's oh. not, it's not a less than thing. It's literally just the size. Yep. And so they'll, yeah, those synapses are firing and you're going, whoa, 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 one second. Mm-hmm. It's not your fault. And so yeah. for so long to tell yourself that it is your fault and to find yeah. outlets like performing that you think is helping, you know, yes. okay, well, you know, and not that it's hurting, but it's definitely maybe covering up yeah. what's really going on there. Cause it's not um, the same expectations as the normal education system where like you're sitting down and like have to listen to the same voice for three plus hours. So like okay. you're up on your feet. So like, that's oh, oh, again, why I like feel like I excelled as like a human in theater being like, okay. oh, I can actually like my brain can follow this because I am moving. I am doing different things because like multitasking like feels great to me. That's naturally how my brain goes. Like that's how my ADHD works is that like I'm thinking about like seven things at once and then whatever comes out of my mouth might be combined with like three of the other things that I'm thinking about. So like I, my brain jumps to things. My partner, Jose, I bless his heart because we could be watching, I don't know, anything. And I'll say like, oh, you think that green truck said like uses the right diesel fuel and like, they're gonna like upgrade it. And he's like, what truck are you talking about? I'm like the one that we saw this morning that like, <laughs> because I saw like a green ball on the screen that was the exact same, like, okay, that's yeah. just, yeah. I'm that was like a, a silly, silly explanation of like where, but like, no. it makes total fucking sense to me. But uh-huh. like when it comes out, it probably doesn't. But all that to say, um, I did start, I w- uh, once I was diagnosed, um, they started me on Vyvanse first, which is so fucking expensive, y'all. Healthcare, we really? put that shit together. We it's really like do. not covered on insurance. People have to pay like the full price for it because oh, no. it's a private and it's about to be public in like three years, I think. Um, maybe okay. less now because like the pandemic time doesn't count in my brain for some reason ever. Um, yeah. yeah. But so now I'm on Adderall, which is like the classic. Yes. Yes. But, oh, let me tell you. So the first uh. time I took this medicine, I was in a show just after our tour, Sierra. I oh, was yeah. going on a tour of a Shakespeare show, Much Ado About Nothing. And I was understudying for Beatrice, Hero, Dogberry, and others. No. So I had, I was basically a swing. They they called it understudy and I was like, no, 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 no. I am swinging here. I'm actually doing half the script at this point with these characters. (laughs) Exactly. And and there was the male swing was doing all like Leonard, like all the other characters. And I was like, do you have ADHD? Are you going to struggle with this as much? And I didn't actually say that to him, but like, (laughs) um, (laughs) but I was like, I think I need to like do something because I can't memorize these lines in the way that I need to without being able to perform or practice them. Because like, that's how my brain would learn lines is like being able to practice. Yeah. Um, So I took medicine the first time I was taking the train up to Hudson Valley and I was memorizing my lines and I called Jose just crying because I was like, I have never felt as good as I feel right now being able 
to like feel like I could consume these lines like everyone else could. Wow. Wow. And like, and like, I've still cried a couple of times every, like taking it if I'm having like a good day and I like am doing something so focused and I feel so good about what I'm doing. I'll just cry because I'm able to do it now. Like it's, it's, Wow. And not everyone needs medicine. Yeah. And not right. everyone needs medicine. There's a lot of ways. Like I tried meditation and meditation is still part of my day. And I think that's important to try all of your options first. Right. Right. Absolutely. I'm hearing a lot. It's, it's interesting that you bring this up because I know a handful of people who just in this past year, um, people who are our age, we're also diagnosed with ADHD and have the same experience of being like, oh my God, I feel such relief mm-hmm. from having an understanding of why my brain works the way it does and knowing that there are things that can help me um, adjust it and cope. And something that I learned in talking to one of these friends was that oftentimes women are, are more likely to get misdiagnosed mm-hmm. with this and um, ADHD tends, a lot of times will get diagnosed later Yeah, in S- life. Similar with older. autism as Similar well. with autism, women. especially in women. Yeah. Um, because we, we express the hour, we mask differently. We, mm-hmm. there's a lot of, and what medicine hasn't been just made for men and then like right. tested on women <laughs> later. Right. 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 I think that's a huge thing that's happening Even right now is people are discovering. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It's all different. Mm-hmm. My menstrual cycle after the second dose was fucked. And same thing yeah. with my roommate too. too. It was is like, that why mine is fucking, they didn't do any testing up. on, yeah. you know, why would they? Hormones um, change <laughs> things. Scientists. Let's talk yeah. about this government scientists. All you government scientists it. listening. Have yeah. you guys seen that video? This is a little bit of a side, uh, sidestep, but it's, it's this girl who is I don't know she like went viral for like writing this song where she's like remember the time when NASA sent a woman to space with a hundred tampons <laughs> God, I they saw did, that they're, and died they're literally scientists and they have no fucking idea that that's far <laughs> no too fucking much clue. far 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 too much yep Far, 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 too much <laughs> but that's it's there is such a gap yeah. as we know such a dissonance such yeah. a gender gap yeah um in a lot of things but but definitely in medicine maybe they were like with the altitude changing maybe she bleeds more <laughs> social needs need it for nosebleeds there's super moons there's probably a super flow i just yeah. feel like maybe, yeah the altitude <laughs> maybe changes, when you're closer to the moon the pole is stronger <laughs> yeah. they have seen maybe she's the man they know tampons can successfully cure a nosebleed yeah, maybe that. we'll give them the benefit skills. of the doubt. We'll give them yeah. the benefit of the doubt. It's better, you know, better to have extra than none at all, right, man? There you go. There you go. A hundred tampons. <laughs> um, oh, I there. So uh, there is a story <laughs> I have for you guys. Yeah. Um, that I think maybe also is. And like you guys, I don't know. This might be a long story. So you guys, it's not a long story. Never Bring mind. It. I'm gonna. No, I'm gonna. Ahead go with my gut and tell you guys. Um, so I think a lot of things, a lot of people, artists are better at doing this usually because we're, it's easier to go into spaces and express trauma in like our acting classes and like, cause they want us to use the trauma to cry. 
which uh-huh. is also not healthy, but like a lot of society trauma is suppressed. And, um, and about four years ago, um, I had a, a thing that happened to me that I didn't categorize in my brain as trauma, but it co- totally was. Um, my father left my mom and I when I was like four or five, okay. um, never heard from him again. Um, they weren't married. He lied a lot, I guess, you know, normal, normal dad things that leave their families. Um, and I Googled when I started growing up, I started Googling him every single year to like, see where he was in the world to be like, what is he doing? Where is he? And I didn't really find him. And then a few, and then in college, I discovered he had a Facebook and I discovered I had lots of siblings (laughs) lots of them. Um, and then a uh, four years ago, I was Googling him and I came across his obituary on Google. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. which is not a way you want to find out like, even at, like I hated this man for so much of my life, but then when you find out on the internet that like, he like someone passed away and then like all of those things went out the windows that like kids dream about like mm. oh maybe one day he'll come to my graduation maybe one day right. he'll and like a lot of my like this is like so deep but like a lot of through a lot of self-discovery I feel like I did a lot of theater because he was a saxophone player he was a musician okay and I thought me doing art and performing would like make him come back <laughs> which is like so sad and like thank god I actually loved doing it because that would have just been sad if I kept doing it for him right um right but I was like oh maybe one day he'll come back and like maybe for my wedding or right crazy shit yeah um but so he had died and I was like I don't know what to do with this because I couldn't I felt like I couldn't process it in a normal way I could not grieve because I did not know him and but yet he was my father. And I had a lot of people being like, well, you should feel good. You should be happy that he's gone. And other people being like, I don't know how to help you with this. They would just like, let it go. So I was like, I was like grieving on my own for a lot of it and felt bad grieving. Like it was, I just felt like I wasn't supposed to be grieving. I thought I was like, people were like, you should be happy. And I was like, that's just not how I feel. Um, Yeah. And so crazy thing during the pandemic, oh, this is only a few months ago, mind you, I started to, I talked to a psychic medium because I was like, I'm spiritual. I want to like discover more and like talk to these people and talk about tarot and stuff. So I met the psychic Andrew through TikTok. You know, TikTok is terrible (laughs) for a lot of things, but great for some other things because I found this psychic and we were talking on, we were FaceTiming. And he was like, yeah, your dad, like he's here the saying all that kind of stuff. And he was like, do you have brothers? And I knew I did. I, there were two brothers that I was considering reaching out to on Facebook because they're both similar ages to me, Um, which I figured out through weird stalking methods, but um, of course. And I felt weird reaching out to them because I didn't want them to think I was reaching out because I wanted something after his right. death. And they mm-hmm. also didn't know I exist. Like they didn't know I existed. So oh, like, it's so complicated. 
So like, I was like, I don't want to throw a wrench into their whole family after his death. And like, so I was like, I, yeah. I'm not going to touch that for maybe a very long time or ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. But like, I was sitting with that trauma for so long, but the psychic was like, do you have brothers? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, your dad is saying you need to reach out to your brother. Whoa. Like you have to reach out. You guys are going to connect like immediately. And I was like, mm, whatever, like yeah. who knows? And so he was right about a lot of things. So I was like, maybe I should be taking this seriously. So I messaged that night, my younger Whoa. brother, Sam, and was like, hey, you don't know me, but uh, I heard about our dad's death. And yes, I said, our dad, not just your dad. Oh, oh my um, And he was like, I'm confused. So like he 100% did not know I existed. Yeah. He apparently told his older brother, Nick, he was like, hey, uh, there's a girl saying that she's our sister. Do you believe her? And he was like, I knew she existed. <gasps> I have been looking for her and had no idea how to find her. Oh my God. Yes. Really? So Ooh. I Nick was like, can yeah. I call you tonight? No, this, this is just like the craziest thing. So I talked to Sam first and Sam was like lovely. He was young, but he was really trying to figure out things. And I, I started like a profusely apologizing because I was like, yeah. I'm so sorry. This must be so crazy for you. Like, yeah. and both of them were like, first off, you never need to say you're sorry again, because like, this was not your fault. Like, this is a crazy thing. And we don't need you to feel like it's your, it's, it's not your fault. Yeah. And so then I talked to Nick later that night and him and I are the same person. We have all of the same art. He's also an artist. Whoa. He, I'm from Florida. We lived an hour apart for our entire no. lives. Oh my God. Um, he worked at Disney World for like eight years. And okay, I'm from Florida. So yes, I went to Disney World like 20 times a year. Um, <laughs> and now I work for Disney. So I still go all the time. But yeah. like, he was like a skipper at the jungle camp, like at the jungle <gasps> cruise. And I was like, <gasps> I 100% have like crossed paths with this person. Yeah. Oh my God. And he, we also discovered that every Friday night, my dad would play saxophone at this restaurant locally and with a reggae band and <laughs> all of his children and their parents would be under the same roof and not know it. Wait, what? Yep. Yep. I had like, we were all next <gasps> to each other all the time and never met each other and never knew. But he knew, he had a feeling I existed because he said his, he said our dad disappeared during his childhood from the years that I was born. Wait, and then wait, 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 wait. to him. <gasps> they would all be under the same roof? Like, yes. We were all at this restaurant every Friday night watching him play, not knowing that we were all his children. Holy shit. <laughs> oh yes. my God. So, oh, but okay. yes. So all of this crazy story <sighs> to say, it doesn't, it doesn't sound real. I know um, that like taking the time during the pandemic to like assess trauma and then like do what you can, like, cause it's not going to be so cut uh, like black and white for people right. like that. Cause like, that's the obvious next step was to reach out to my brothers and find closure and by the way, my brothers and I text all the time. We text Star Wars memes almost every day. 
Like we're, we have like the same interests. Like when I go to Florida, I'm going to like meet them and we're going to hang out and never thought. And I'm a single, like I'm an only child and I've lived with a single mom my whole life. It's only been my mom and I, my whole life. Wow. And so like, but I mean, isn't that such a wild testament to like, that's how you needed to grow up just with you and your mom, you know, and now's the time to to expand that family for you in yeah. your way. And it's not defined by your father, you yes. know, it's yes. like such an interesting, because that would have been you had met them, right. There would have been resentment and fun mm-hmm. and all this. You're processing that as a child, but now you're an adult. Yeah. That is fascinating. It really brought fate to the front burner for me that like, when I was younger, I believed in fate a lot and stopped. And when I had my spiritual awakening again, I was like, fate is such a big, like what is meant to happen, like truly will happen. Yeah. yeah and, that was my, um, next question. Yeah. What is a piece, what's a piece of advice you'd give to your younger creative self, whether that's your younger <sighs> spiritual self or creative self, it, you know, as you're starting this performer journey, I think it's definitely like following intuition because like as specifically as women or people who are identify as femme mm-hmm. are told to suppress intuition and like that, that feeling that we get, And like, uh, I'll talk about this later because the book that I'm currently reading is kind of about this, is really all about this. Um, But like, as women, we are told to suppress that feeling of intuition, fate, and not trust that because we should be trusting science and like what we can see, which is a very masculine idea. Right. Mm -hmm. But like really embrace the fact that you have this gut feeling and always follow it. Like, even if you end up being wrong, it's you're doing it wrong because you're going to be taught a lesson somehow in like a beautiful way. And every mistake that I have made since I've been following my intuition has been better for me in the long run. And like, just taking that step to keep going and like learn and enjoy the fruits of it because there are so many. Yeah. Taking steps forward is way better than taking steps sideways and tiptoeing and going backwards. And that's just been, so I wish my whole life I was like that. And now you get to move forward with that. So that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, break, break, break. I talked so much. Break. No, no. This is exactly, Let's break it. Let's break it up. This is exactly what we want. This is exactly, exactly what we want. We want Who's talking? <laughs> so we're going to take a little. Right? <laughs> and we're back. We sure are. Lovely break. Lovely break. Yeah. We um, pretty much just fangirled over Mount Sinai's app. My oh chart. my that God. <laughs> yeah, perfect we did. Thing. No, non-sponsored, but Mount Sinai, <laughs> my chart. Uh, yeah. Wow. What a treat. What a treat. <laughs> um, so we're going to play a little game. Oh, I don't know what this game is. So I'm really tentative, but also excited. I'm going to follow my own advice. Follow your gut, Ellie. Follow your gut. Take a step forward. Yes. That's what this game is all about. Following your gut. And it's a little game we like to call mash. Mashmaker. It's a game that a lot of people, in fact, most of our guests have played it in the past. It was like a childhood school game. Yeah, wait, it's like, uh, okay, just explain it. MASH stands for Mansion Apartment Shack House. Yes. 
Yeah. Oh my God. Did I, you play? Yes. And I was like, this is predicting my future. Meanwhile, yes. I'm predicting like 20 futures and they're all simultaneously true somehow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's exactly what we're going to do today. We're going to predict your future. We're going to okay. add a little levity to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so how, how we're going to start is I'm going to start drawing a spiral and you're going to tell me when to stop. Okay. And yeah. I'm going to start, I'm going to start right now. So listen to that intuition. That yeah. Gut. I'm going to close my eyes. Yeah. And go. Stop. Was it little? Should I no. let you go longer? No. Not you. No. <laughs> I did. It. I just drew oh. it. I also need to comment that four colored pen, the color of the, 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 you know, you usually see the light blue. Mm-hmm. Oh, you have a purple option in your colors. This is blowing my yeah, fucking it's, mind. There are these pens stressed the shit out of me when I was a kid. What? You can't put really? them all down. That's why I, that's, I always wanted to put them all down. That you know, oh. our brains are impossible. the exact same. It's impossible, yeah. <laughs> but you think it should be. You know? Yeah, yeah. Remember the big base ones though, with like twenty. You colors? bet you, I did. The you big base ass. ones. The bane <laughs> of my fucking existence is what those ones were. Because they wouldn't all go down, and you want to do rainbow colors. You want to do rainbow. You want if it's available. You know, I definitely broke open them and like used uh, the uh-huh. inside you know oh, me too innovation what a- there you go creativity innovation M- meant to be an actor <laughs> meant to be an artist yeah. meant to be an artist <laughs> all right so here here's here's how this game is gonna go we have four five categories technically masters are first we mm-hmm. have four more categories we <gasps> okay. have partner partner children career transportation mm-hmm. and you are going to go through and give me four options for each of these categories okay and no holds bar. You can do whatever you want. Choose whatever you oh, want. Don't tell okay? me that. Okay. I'm telling it to you and I'm okay. telling it to you now. <laughs> <laughs> that got you. Um, <laughs> all right. Here's the first category, which is partner. What do I, what do I say? Just like <laughs> it could be romantic partner, romantic partner, be... any options for it. Yeah. So people would be like, Oh, Brad Pitt and oh, like Justin a, Timberlake. Oh, like names. Okay, okay, okay. That got We've had too. a few infant children on, and they always say they Brad all Pitt. Sa- I'm doing my impression of myself as a kid. I oh. choose Zach Braff from Scrubs. And- I don't know. Okay, here infant. we go. I got it. Whatever I got it. Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> Thank God. Jose, who is my actual current partner. Um, lady, my dog. Um, oh, um, oh, she's the best. Um, she, yeah. My partner's also the best too. Sorry, Jose. You're also great. <laughs> um, but ladies first. But ladies <laughs> great. Um, <laughs> Donald Glover. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I have, have an idea in there. for you. Huh? Who? Who? Oh, Brendan Urie. Yep. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> she loves Panic at the Disco. Uh, He's from Brendan. Utah. What? He's from Utah. Yeah. He used to be a... Used to, also, he used to be a Mormon. He used to be a Mormon and talented. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I'm not gonna speak on the Mormon religion because I, I have a. <laughs> I'm happy to. I'm happy to. No. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and he talks. He talks quite a bit about it, and you can tell in his development of music, him breaking away from all that. He oh, had really. those high, high hopes for a living. For a living. <laughs> hey, look, mom, I made it. Hey, look, Mormon, hey, mom, I, I made it. Mom, I, yeah, I oh. think that every time. Yeah. Okay, now I need to listen to. <laughs> Panic today. I will I send you panic. all the songs. Oh, I made her. I, I made you listen it. to it for like three months straight. What are you talking about? This is true, but it's not a made because I l- I've always loved Panic. Yes, I no, love it's true. Some Panic. I love him. I think he's yeah. The video. Beautiful. Um, he's, we watched this together where he's doing um 
it's he's at the piano and all the things are falling from above oh yes um it's yes yeah yeah eggs dropping i always what? i always thought the lyric was if you love me let me die not go <gasps> and then i would sing it really loudly and jose would be like are you saying die Jeez. and he's like it's go and the, every lyric ever <laughs> no one <laughs> nothing like a big old belt of the word die yeah didn't question it I was like how beautiful that this oh, yeah. person is saying if you love me just let me let me die, die. <laughs> how tainted are we by like Romeo and Juliet romance if you love me let me die I mean oh also I'm like currently drinking out of like a nightmare before Christmas mug so like mm. the like cool concept of death was always great to me yes <laughs> but like the real concept <laughs> Terrible. lives in my the depths of my mind and keeps me awake <laughs> but but fun death yeah of course. Fun like death. jack skellington and brendan you're yelling if you love me let me die oh, romantic <laughs> if you love me let me die i can't i feel like that needs to be the title or something. the title can be if you love me let me die yeah <laughs> without like, uh, yeah speaking of death next category is children mm-hmm. <laughs> death to your sex life there it is um, okay, children. And so here's the thing with children. Uh, traditionally, how it's played is it's like number of children. But we here oh, at Brainstorming the Podcast mm-hmm. are open to things like adult adoption. We're open oh, to got it, got it. Children's names. Okay, great. So hit me. Four um, uh, foster children. Jose and I are really interested in that. Um, adoption. That's one. Um, these are all options that we've actually talked about. So I feel pretty good about this. Um, two children. And I'm going to throw a wild card in here of seven. Ooh. I don't want that world. I'm not speaking it into, I'm not manifesting that, but just for fun. It's perfect. It's great. I love it. Throw in these wild cards. Um, next category is career. An actor. Always. Why one. are you? Why are Leaning you into saying- the microphone. An actor. <laughs> So people know I'm serious. They know I'm a serious actor. actor. I talked about acting at all, but actor. Yeah. Um, uh, an interior designer. Ooh, I like that option. Um, a set designer also. Ooh. That's, that's the third option. A paleontologist. That's what I wanted to be when I grew up. Love it. No, an Egyptologist. Change it. I change it. Egyptologist yelling into the mic. <laughs> I'm so excited. This was so important to me as a kid. I went from like paleontologist to just plain archaeologist to Egyptologist. So what's the, what is the significance yep. of the Egypt, of, of the Egypt part of it? All that? right. So I'm going to be honest. I could say it was something cool. Like I went to Egypt as a child or like a spirit came to me and I saw hieroglyphs. No. Um, it's, I went to the Luxor in Las Vegas when I was oh, five. Yeah. Um, and just was dazzled by the fake (laughs) hieroglyphics all over the wall, the paintings, but they also had these books about Egypt that were like, they were like professional smart books about Egypt. (laughs) Like they weren't just Vegas books. Professional Um, smart books. (laughs) Okay. Let's talk, let's re, uh, vamp. What, what word do I want to use for that? Scientific books? No. Yeah. uh, Academic. You know, you got it. 
<laughs> they had academic books um, on Egypt that would teach you the meaning of hieroglyphics and the culture of Egypt. And I memorized the hieroglyphics in the book. I knew how to read hieroglyphics when I was a kid Whoa. because of this, because awesome. of Las Vegas. And um, learned a lot about the culture and became obsessed. And my mom was like, you're going to be too hot in the desert to be an Egyptologist. So <laughs> I was talked out of it. That's what, you know what? That's it. I, what argument could I have used? I'm from Florida, ma. I'm it's literally in 99 degree weather right now. Maybe it won't be as humid, uh, but I did want to, well, I still want to be an Egyptologist. Well, yeah. it's on here. Let's, we'll see if it's in your cards, yeah. right? Because <laughs> it just might be. <laughs> Our final category yeah. is transportation. Mm, okay. A Prius, a hover car, Ooh. Um, public transit, Great. <laughs> efficient, a bicycle. Oh, so sensible. Love it. Okay. I think those are pretty I'm good. going to, I think they're great options. I'm going to do my calculations. <laughs> what is my life going to be? So what are your, do you have memories of playing this game and like elementary school sleepovers? Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like I was always the one that would take the lead and like write it down for people, mm-hmm. but I feel like I was friends with those people that if they weren't happy with the answers, they would make me change it for them. And they're yeah. like, Ellie, you did it wrong. Like, I'm obviously supposed to get mansion on the ocean right. with, uh, I was about to say Justin Bieber, but we, that was not the age of Justin Bieber. Who, no, who did we quite. idolize when we were younger? Maybe uh, the Spice like Girls? Ashton Kutcher for me. Ew, <laughs> what? I don't know why. That I feels so hot. vanilla for you. Yeah, I know. You Is it from that 70s show? show? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I don't know why. I actually it. don't know why. I just thought he was hot. And I want, I really wanted a trucker hat from Limited 2 that said, I heart Ashton Kutcher. Okay. I this is it. news to me. Really? And I am stressed out. Yeah, oh, I don't oh know. My why. God. Mine was, um, my childhood crush was Hayden Christensen. It's, oh, wow. That's oh, really Even good. like, even episode two, Hayden Christensen. Like, I don't know what I was thinking with that rat tail and that sand <laughs> monologue, but yeah. rat tail. I just, yeah. And you should have seen my sexual awakening in during episode three when he has his like Jedi hood over his head and he turns around and his eyes are yellow, like symbolizing that he's turned into the Sith that he was meant to be. <laughs> Middle school Ellie erupted. Like that was yellow my- Yellow eyes. That was my, like I printed out a picture of him with these yellow eyes and put it on my planner of my school book. People like, are like Ellie, tell us your dream guy. Okay, so he has blonde hair, yellow eyes. Yellow eyes. <laughs> Um, is a Sith Lord. Like an, yeah, like wannabe. An evil spirit. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, oh, also my, actually my first crush was David Bowie in the labyrinth, which that's so specific. That's, that's very, I understand that. That's a big, that's that, a, a and I think that's a great that. sexual awakening because it's yeah. so like, it's very mm-hmm. non-binary. It's, yep. mm-hmm. he was just oh. those tights is all I have to say. Got the music in that. I saw that at a drive-thru. I had never seen it. I saw <gasps> it at a drive-thru back in like, what, September oh, of man. last year. I went and visited some friends upstate and I was like, this is an experience to see Dude. this for the first time. I need to see it Dude, like in a quieter set. But I mean, it was so fun seeing yes. everybody who was like there for it's Labyrinth. It's so but good. 
It yeah. is so it's good. Wild ride. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. My mom was so yeah. concerned when I was a kid because my favorite movies were The Labyrinth and The Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, yeah. Just for years. And They're she good. was like, I have a reason to be concerned. And I did grow up to be exactly what she expected. Oh, well, you know, obsessed what? You're with perfect. death. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> the results are in. So, oh, God, tell me. Okay, I'm so excited. Let's get to it. So, you will be living in a shack yes. with your partner, Brendan Yuri. I, okay, we're decorating it so well. I already, it's going to be so cozy. Yeah, uh, yeah. A yeah. shack is ideal, but, honestly, as, yeah. as long as I can be as close as possible to Brendan Yuri in this house, <laughs> in this shack does it well. We have to stay oh, next yeah. to each other. Oh, yeah. You guys are going to have two kids. Beautiful. Good and you're going to be a set designer. <gasps> I, what a, <sighs> Yeah, I know. That's so pleasant. And you're going to be riding a bicycle. So you'll be like, cycle, cycle. Brendan yeah. Brendan and I are both going to have bicycles with two mm-hmm. little seats in the back for our children. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that's really cute. It's he perfect, gets Brendan honestly. Jr. <gasps> and <laughs> Leia is in the back of mine. Honestly, it's it's just ideal, mm-hmm. I think, for you. Yeah, um, I see it. So we're checking in with our guests. Uh, we're giving it about like what three to five years, yeah. and we'll mm-hmm. see how how much of it has come to fruition. Has come true. Yeah, um, yeah. I think he's sadly married, but nobody well, we'll stays see. married these not days. Five, yeah, we'll <laughs> not in five years. He's not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll make sure. Promising shot. That's our guarantee on the. Yeah, if he loves her, he'll let her die and let the marriage <laughs> oh. die. It's got so dark, the marriage die. The, the marriage die yeah. metaphorically, and let her be rebirthed. Look, our podcast guarantee is this. If you don't see results in three to five years, well, we'll fucking guarantee it happens no matter I, what I wish we you have guys could see so both long. of them. Both of them literally did the exact same hand motion for three to five years. They both no threw up the numbers. No rehearsal. <laughs> no rehearsal. Same hand, same mm-hmm. timing. Three to five. Yes. Dynamic duo yeah. over here. Well, again, it's our guarantee. It's our yeah. podcast guarantee. Guarantee. So. We'll check in. Hey, I'm holding you to that. I, I hope if you so. want to reach out to Brendan for me. We will. We will. Well, let's take a little break. You send him I a have, text. Yeah. We'll send him an email. Yeah. We'll see who Great. he gets back He's to on first. Slack. Oh, we'll you know slack that. him. <laughs> I'll text him. And uh, we'll be right back. What a break. Are you, gonna say? you you know you guys you were, we're you're so synced before this break i don't know what happened i don't know what happened what either. what that shitty break. thing were you gonna say because what i said wasn't any better <laughs> <laughs> let's see let's try and say the Full same Muppets thing at character. the same time and we're back, back. oh well harmony Hi. that's different might be hey. our last episode yeah, yeah this, this <laughs> might be the nail in the coffin for us <laughs> If you love this podcast, let it die. Let it die. Let it die. Right? <laughs> let it um, die. Oh, that's pretty. Yeah, that was pretty. Thank so, God. yeah, geez, save the day, <laughs> Ellie. Are there any creative endeavors you'd like to share? Is there anything that's resonated with you lately that you would um, like to share? Well, yeah, the, I mean, the tarot thing that I shared before is really my like truest artistic insp- expression right now. Um, yeah. And I just ordered new markers to like be fresh and like, oh, I'm, oh. yeah, I'm so excited about it. Um, so 
those you're going to you're turning to a deck are you also going to sell them as prints because I'm I, so you know what I want them and I didn't even think about that before that I was like oh people like specific cards like a lot yes. of people really like the lover's card or like the death card depending or on your personality yeah. oh yeah. yeah you chose the good one I chose the bad yeah. ones no, um, I like it I like none it. of them are bad I, I they're, they're all, all great they're all yeah. they all it all depends um but and I also just had an idea for another tarot deck. I was literally meditating before doing this podcast and I it just came to me and I ran out to Jose and I was like, I'm going to do a deck that's like personalized with people's familiars in them. Like, oh. because like lady, I'm convinced is either my soulmate or my familiar mm. um, because we're so emotional. It's unreal how emotionally connected we are. Um, and I was like, it would be so cool to have a deck that incorporates something that I feel so connected to in real life to be like that's in these amazing. cards. I so want one with Stanley. Yes. I think, be I my think baby. Stanley will need to be in them. And you need one with Limby. Yeah. Limby. Baby. He's definitely a Limbo is his, yeah. is his cat. Is it a cat? Yeah. Is his cat. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> You. What the fuck? <laughs> it's because Limbo is a Limbo identifies a cat. <laughs> lived with both of us for a time and just goes. Yeah, you lived. Limbo is his cat. Limby is a baby boy. Limby and Sandy are our baby boys. They're slowly getting to like each other. It's it's been a long. Yeah, Stanley gets too excited, and Limby has no. No, re- no relationship with dogs. He really, doesn't so. want it. And yeah. and Stanny, my my seven year old cocker spaniel, is like a oh, cat. Oh my god, are you my friend? I want to love oh, you. Yeah, and, yeah and Limbo's classic. Like, They're getting the fuck there. out of my house. They're classic dog cat yeah. relationship. Yeah. But does but, your audience know, Sierra, that when you call animals babies, <laughs> that it's just because. They're adorable, <laughs> not that they're babies? real babies. I don't know. They might think I have a child. Yeah. yeah. Limby's is Limby is a baby. It's Danny is a baby. Limby is a cat. And how old is the cat, Shannon? Limbo's over two now. Okay, yeah. so he's pretty little young. Little. Pretty yeah, young. He's young. But yeah. he's not a kitten anymore. But he is not a baby. He sure is not. They are yeah. babies. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to clarify for your audience that that. Thank you. No, that what you mean? It needed to be done, but I'm sure it stop. happens often. In our first yeah, like yeah. preliminary planning for the pod, that was a really good P, P sentence. Yeah, good job. Pre- preliminary team. planning for the pod. We talked about a whole segment called baby boys. We were just going to talk just about, about our dogs. The dogs. I think we were high when we came Jesus up with that. <laughs> we're like, <laughs> we okay, some- that's a little self serving. <laughs> yeah. like, How's your dog today? How's your cat? The dog's good. <laughs> I don't know. I think we could do it. Yeah. <laughs> so the tarot deck. <laughs> You're also. <laughs> And I'll I, commission you to do our familiars, which are our baby boys. Yes, your um, baby boys. But okay. And you're still like relatively, like fairly active on Etsy. Is that yes? Still like I'm okay. I've been very, I'm very active on Etsy where I sell prints and do um, any sort of commission work for people. Like it's very cool. open ended that if somebody wants their own like take on a tarot card or of themselves, or if they want their aura painted. That's something that I've dabbled in that I actually really like. I've been doing it for a lot of pets, which is so fun. Um, That's really cool. I didn't know you did that. Yeah, I do like line drawings of the animal. And then it's hard because I have to have a video of the animal or like see it in person. Um, But like 
feeling their aura. I love that. I'm going to commission you to do that. That's, That's it's done. I'm going to yeah. do I can that. send you pictures of it. I'll send you pictures. That we can also, amazing. we can also post that, whatever. Um, yeah. but, um, so yeah, those are some of my artistic endeavors. And then also trying to act again. <laughs> yeah. The world was yeah. opening kind of. Yeah. We're vaccinated. We're vaccinated. We're getting there. It's Hi slowly, us. slowly. Hire us, please. <laughs> that was <geez. laughs> so depressing. So depressing. But also like <laughs> so toxic, sad. toxic theater culture. Let's let pay us too, you know, give us yeah, health care. And, and let's, let's be more inclusive with things. Yes. And, yeah let's come on let's uh let's not give into tokenism that. like you yeah. have been let's get yeah. those bad people out let's mm-hmm. let's make a big change in that in that whole industry oh, God, and it's I happening hope. i think it's happening i'm optimistic about so. it. Yeah. um but okay so acting and you have your um your etsy shop which yes. we will will share a yeah to that i also have a tiktok um, if the kids are listening I shouldn't oh, say that if the, if the Gen Z's slash young millennials are listening. <laughs> we'll share that too. But you had something else you wanted to share. Yeah. Um, I talked about it a little bit before, but I have a book that I've been reading and I've been reading it in parts. And then I am going back and like rereading it. Cause it's a, it's a bit of a, it's, it's, it's a great book. Um, I'm holding it up right now. <laughs> Only you two can see it. Um, it's called <laughs> women who run with the wolves. And mm. it's by um, Clarissa um, Pinkola Estes, like Dr. Clarissa. Um, and it's about like um, women specifically having intuition that our psyche has been suppressed to dismiss intuition. Um, and it's like about the wild woman archetype, like functioning in the world. And she goes through, talks through a lot of like a lot of different stories, like intercultural stories and um, fairy tales that have these themes of like women being able to like use their wild woman archetype, which is what mm. what it's what she refers to as it commonly. Um, and this paragraph made me cry at the beginning. It's literally at the beginning of the book, like the intro, I was 100% sold because it encompassed me finding myself like as someone identifies as a woman and like starting to like embrace my feminine energy as something that relates to my spirituality to my creativity and to my life and like how I live my life with the people that I care about and people that I meet and like using that intuition and all that kind of stuff for all of those things and so I'm gonna I'll read you the little paragraph that just like struck for me okay Once women have lost her, then found her again, they will contend to keep her for good. Once they have regained her, they will fight and fight hard to keep her. For with her, their creative lives blossom. Their relationships gain meaning and depth and health. Their cycles of sexuality, creativity, work, and play are reestablished. There are no longer marks for the predations of others. They are entitled equally under the laws of nature to grow and to thrive. Now their end of day fatigue comes from satisfying work and endeavors, not from being shut up in too small a mindset, job or relationship. They know instinctively when things must die and when things must live. They know how to walk away and they know how to stay. Ooh. That's fantastic. <laughs> All I yes. kept envisioning was that shadow, that, um, yeah. what did you call? The high priestess. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, and it's like 
all of us have this spirit living in us. And like, it's, it's for any, it's for any gender non-conforming. If you identify as, as male, or if you have more of a masculine energy, it's a, you can channel your feminine energy and it, that's just yeah. happened. It's not about gender. It's about the energy yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, and I think everyone can channel that amazing feminine energy that once you embrace it, like you can never not listen to it again. Once you mm -hmm. find it, it's never going to leave you alone, which is great. Yeah. Like you don't want it to no. leave you alone. I'm like getting emotional. Um, oh, I'm no. no, in a great way. Because yeah. We've talked about this in regards to leaving jobs yes. that don't yes. serve you anymore. Yep. In mm -hmm. toxic bars, you know, we've talked about that just you and I, but knowing when to leave and when to stay in relationships, it's all of it. And mm -hmm. I'm in a place of transition right now. And I made the decision to leave. And it's that like tapping back into that her, yes. like they were saying, like, once you reconnect with her, you'll never let her go again. Ooh, that fucking got me. Yeah. 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 And Sorry, it's because <laughs> no, I'm, yeah. oh, I'm, I'm <laughs> also there with me. Yeah. 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 yeah no, my great. Virgo, my Virgo ass has like the paragraph underlined and like the tear stains <laughs> from it. And like, uh, but like no, it's big, literally it's, it's weird and text doesn't if it's not like a line that's spoken on stage, text hasn't really awakened. But now every time mm. this awakened something in me and now yeah. just reading means so much more to me. Like it sounds so weird, wow. but this book yeah. has opened the door to my soul being connected to things other than what I can like feel externally from external sources. I don't know if that quite makes sense, but it's that like change begets change thing of like, yeah. you notice, you notice red flags so much quicker. Mm -hmm. You call bullshit so much quicker. And I, you know, that comes with getting it like into our like second half of our twenties too. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know. There's a, there was a big shift, even just hitting 26 versus 25. Oh for me, my went, God. Oh, Mine was we're not, too. Yeah. We're not doing this anymore. Yeah. Nope, and I'm sure like, you know, I think of my mom who's in her sixties now, it's like, she's the most like vibrant version of herself I've ever seen. It's like, mm -hmm. yeah, you just shed <laughs> that need. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. you want to be able to find that vibrancy as early as possible, because a lot of people don't get the chance to sure. live their most vibrant lives because yeah. they're suppressing that quality that isn't socially acceptable or like that wild woman. Yeah. yeah. That wild yeah. woman. Ooh. It's, it's yeah. so powerful. And yeah. Damn. I'm so glad it resonated with you both too, because yeah. <sighs> <laughs> so it's women who run with wolves. Will you remind yes. me of the title? Women yes. who run okay, with great. wolves by Dr. Clarissa Pinkola Estes. Um, yes. And like, this is, this is how great this book is, is that Maya Angelou wrote a review on this book. Yeah, she did. <laughs> and said, I am grateful to women who run with the wolves and to Dr. Clarissa Estes. The work shows the reader how glorious it is to be daring, to be caring and to be woman. Everyone who can read should read this book. Wow. All right, Maya Angelou. <laughs> it, and if Maya says it, it is. It's true. It's yeah. true. Yeah. And like, I stand by it. And all the stories are just so, I could go on and you on about this been, book. No, you have been so vulnerable with us. Yeah. So oh, open. I'm so it, glad. Yeah. I, I felt just like available to you guys to like, I don't know. It, just, it was, again, my gut. And yeah, like. Yeah that energy being like, these are the things that I would like to share that have been so important to me in like over the whole year of this pandemic, mm -hmm. I have changed so much. Mm. I think I am so much better of a person now. Um, I was just telling Jose the other day, I made the discovery that most of my life, I've been living the life of being defined as the nice girl to everyone. And like, 
how much that has like held me back from being who I wanted to be and actually being effective with my relationships and how mm-hmm. I like mask to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was always so, it was always more important to me to be nice and that everyone just thought of me as a nice girl and had no other opinions. Not good, but not bad. Just, yeah. just nice. Just floating through the world with that mm-hmm. energy. And that's just, that's just no way to live if you feel like yeah. you need to be bigger. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that you've, you've made these discoveries and I'm so grateful that you've shared, you've shared with us today. We, we just adore you. And, um, can you tell us where our listeners can find you? So Instagram. Yes. So, um, my shop is called queendom arts. Um, my Instagram is just at queendom arts. My TikTok is, uh, at queendom underscore arts. (laughs) Um, but you can also (laughs) find my personal Instagram at Ellie Stovall Brown on Instagram. Um, do I have, no, I think that's, that's my online presence. Well, well thank you for letting us storm your brain. It was a beautiful, was a brain. beautiful brain. Thank and, you. Um, yeah. Yeah. And again, go check out, go check out her Etsy and mm. check out our cover art because mm-hmm. that's this, this gal right here. Mm-hmm. She's a star. They were great subjects. Let me tell you. <laughs> oh, well, well, we'll chat soon. And thank you again. We just adore you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you to our guests for answering the question, what's been storming your brain? A big old thank you to our technical producer, Tim Fuchs, for our funky theme song with Chris Agar on bass and Louis Tanuzzi on trombone. Thank you to Ellie Stovall-Brown for our rock and cover art and to all you listeners for joining us this week. Be sure to tune in next time for a few more ha-has and a lot less wah-wahs. And follow us on Instagram at brainstormingthepodcast. Bye-bye, boys. Have fun storming the brain. brain.